The table is set. The world is ready. All work is done. So what now? Now it's time to welcome him in. Hi, I'm Rifki, and you are listening to Olive All Over, where we learn to live Geula now. Okay, do you relate to this? Being in the airport, you know, your flight keeps getting canceled, or you walk into class and all of your students are just, you know, not having it today. You come home, you make a delicious lunch, and it just gets all burnt and fill in the blanks. It feels very, very limiting, annoying, and upsetting, right? It's like a gullous state. It's You don't see goodness. But the Rebbe says something actually very powerful in this week's Sicha. Apply it to any gullous situation that you're in. That gullous is not only a like a necessary step in order to lead you to a greater light that will come out of it. But that this gullous state itself is actually geula. This is goodness. Let's learn the Sicha from inside to hear this from the Rebbe. You know, you're hearing this from me in a summary, but, you know, take the time to learn inside. It is so incredible. And I feel like I have to learn the Sikha like another 17 times to like breathe this energy. But the Rebbe is giving us like sparks and diamonds to live with. So let's begin. In this week's Parsha, Parsha Shmais, it starts off and it says, Ve'ela Shmais b'nei Yisrael habam. It's Sarima. These are the names of the Shvatim, of the children of Israel that are coming down to Mitzrayim. And then the Medrash explains, Al-Shem, Gulas Yisrael, Nisgru Khan, that all of these names were... Names connected to the Gula. One second, we're coming down into Mitzrayim. We're coming down into Agulas, into hardships, into slavery. What's the connection to Gula? Okay, maybe you're going to tell me that because they didn't change their names, like Shinu Shemam, they were redeemed. But no, it's saying the actual names themselves. Like, for example, Yasef, it says, Yasef Hashem Yadai, that he will once again redeem us. So it's not only referring to the Gula, it's actually referring even to the ultimate Gula. It's in the name itself. So we got to understand how the seeming contradiction, you know, mentioning Gula while they're coming down into Mitzrayim can take place. And what's this lesson that we can learn for us thousands of years after it is Mitzrayim for me and you, you know, girls, women on our phones listening to this episode, you know, cooking, eating, cleaning. What does this have to do with you and me? Here's where the Rebbe says something very powerful. That the whole entire Indian of going down into Mitzrayim, it looks like a really big downfall, a Yerida, but that's only Bechitanias externally. Bipnemius internally, that descent is actually part of the Gula. Not only the Gula, but the Gula Hamitis Vashlema, the ultimate and complete redemption. And that's why the names of the Shvatim were Alshem Gula, because that was actually part of Gula. So moving forward, I now know that as I am in Gullus now, I have to draw down Gula into my life. So how do I do this? So we're going to understand this by looking into the last. Mishnah Abracha is where it says, Rebbe ben Azariah says, I am like a person 70 years old and I did not merit to mention or remember Yitzhak Mitzrayim at night until Ben Zayim explained that it's written, you will remember the day you left Mitzrayim all the days of your life. And he explains the days of your life, Yemechayacha, refers to days. Kal Yemechayacha refers also to the night. You have to remember Mitzrayim. And then the Chavim say, Yemechayacha refers to Ailam Hazek. Kal Yemechayacha refers to Yemais Mashiach. 
So on the day Rabbi Lazar Mazari became Nasi, he was learning this Mishnah. He wasn't actually seven years old, but a miracle happened and he got a gray beard. So it looked like he was seven years old. And the fact that he was learning this on the day he became Nasi, it must be greatly connected to his Avaida as Nasi Bistro. So the Mishnah is praising Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Why? You have to remember it every single day of your life because it literally took us out permanently from the title of being a slave and now we are free. And therefore, we have to mention and remember Yitzhiz Mitzrayim every single day of our life. And Yitzhiz Mitzrayim is a personal, you know, exodus of leaving our limitations and our boundaries that the body can place in us to become one with Hashem through doing his Torah mitzvahs. So there's three stages in this Yitzhiz Mitzrayim like we see from this Medrash. Number one, every day, Bayayim, right? Every single day, we have to mention Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Yaim can also mean like goodness and light. When Hashem's light is shining and life is good, we have to leave Mitzrayim then. But even Balayla, level number two, even when it's dark and we don't see Hashem in our life and there's challenges and it's hard, also then I have to leave Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. And third level is Lahavi the Maisa Mashiach. Even in the days of Mashiach, when seemingly there's no darkness, there's no challenges, there's no limitations, and the Tumah is gone, nevertheless, we still will have to mention Yitzhiz Mitzrayim then. If we look closely at Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, that was really the start of the journey to Geula, right? For side reasons, unfortunately, there was a break between Yitzhiz Mitzrayim and the Geula, as you can see, we're still many years in Galas. But really, all this Galas time is really, in essence, Geula. It's part of the process. And that's why when Mashiach comes, we're going to have to mention Yitzhiz Mitzrayim because Yitzhiz Mitzrayim was the start of this entire process. And another reason why we're going to mention Yitzhiz Mitzrayim then is because there's a Maila to the Avaida that's connected with leaving your Mitzrayim, your limitations, over just Gula when everything is going to be good, right? Because when you have a limitation, you have evil or darkness or hardships to subdue, that's in a way much greater than just, you know, serving Hashem when Mashiach comes, when everything will just be good. So we will still mention Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Yes, it will be secondary because the light will be so much greater when Mashiach comes. But there's still this myla, this advantage to Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, to leaving, you know, your limitations when there is still the klipa in full force. So now we understand why the Chachamim added that Kal refers to Yitzhiz Mashiach. Because yes, when Mashiach comes, that is going to be the true completion of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. That's going to be the true and ultimate leaving of the limitations. And then... When we live in this way of, you know, bringing Mashiach into all the parts of our day, that will actually bring about Mashiach. Did you ever wonder why the Rebbe was so into Mashiach? Well, if you learn the Sira, it's kind of so clear that and that's the job of a Nasi. A Nasi's job is to connect the Yidin with Geula, to give the Yidin a taste, even while they're in Galas of Geula. And that's why on the day of Lazar ben Azariah was appointed as Nasi, he dedicated himself to learning this Mishnah of Geula. So it's literally the job of a Nasi and the Rebbe, our Nasi, is helping us till you know, we're in Galus, but to start already living Geula. And that is why Rebbe Lazar ben Azariah said, He wasn't actually 70. He was literally just 18 years old, a little guy. But he grew a beard overnight so that he could be respected as a Nasi. So what's 70? 70 is the normal span of a person's life. Why? Because every single one of us has seven Midas. And to really fully go and develop and work on every Mida, it's times 10, right? In all the 10 Kaychai Senefesh. So... 
it takes 70 years to really refine ourselves, right? It says, The word behem comes from the word behema. In every media, we have animalistic tendencies that like how they are enclosed in the Nefesh Bahamas and we need to really elevate them that takes 70 years. So Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, he accomplished this incredible level of refinement when he was just 18 years old. Even before, he basically was experiencing a quote-unquote a Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, you know, even Balilais, even at the night he already experienced a mini Mashiach. He, you know, was so fully refined that he was ready to become a Nasi. And what happens when you refine yourself so much? 70s, Bigamatria Ayin, right? The letter Ayin, but Ayin also means I. You refine yourself so much, you get this I for Kedusha. Everything you see is Hashem. It's really, you just see Aleph all over. So how did he reach this? You know, we all want to get this like magic potion. 18-year-old boy, you know, living with Hashem, Ayin de Kedusha, fully refined. If you look at his name, Rabbi Elazar ben Azaria, it's really cool. Elazar stands for Kel Azer, right? Hashem is his help, and Azariah is Azer Ka. Again, the help of Hashem. So it's really, you know, we got to just turn to Hashem and ask Hashem to please help us, you know, go through this journey. That's how he was able to, you know, have this Avaidah for himself and as a Nasi to help the Yidin with their Avaidah of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, of leaving, of being able to draw down the light into the night. Okay, so story time now from the Talmud. It says how previously, right, Rabbi Gamliel, who was before Rabbi Lazar, he had great restrictions and he had a shimer, a guard by the door of, you know, the base madrash, only allowing people who taichai kivarai, which basically means their outside was equivalent to their inside, meaning they were solid inside and out, you know, no faking. When Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria was appointed nasi, he took away the watchmen and he let everyone come in. And therefore, it says many more benches were added because Rabban Gamliel was operating from a place where there's no space for anything that's opposite of holiness, of Kedusha. Like in a state of Ilam Hava, you know, Gula, like there's no Tumma, it's removed. Rabbi Lazar, on the other hand, was operating from a state of Ilam Hazah in this world where, yes, there are limitations, there are concealments, there is a Gullus, but even in that darkness, we can still have a Tisim Mitzrayim. He like trusted the process. And we could think, oh, you know, the students that Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah accepted who weren't, you know, their inside matching their outside, they can't have a complete gula because they still have darkness. They still have tuma, They're still bad there. But the Chamim therefore say, no, call yamechayacha, including the night times, lahavi the Mashiach, even in a state of galas, one can accomplish true geula. And we know that the end is wedged in the beginning. If we look at the first Mishnah of this Mishnah of Brachais, it says, May Masai Kairin Eshma Ba'arvin, which means like what time can we basically say Shema at night? And Shema is this whole concept of living with Hashem, having Kabbalah's all. So it's basically asking, is it possible to have this, you know, living with Hashem, this Shema, even Ba'arvin, even in a dark time of Gullus? And it's saying, yeah, it's possible. And the same thing what we're saying here, that yes, we can have Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim even in a Galus. This point is also connected to the end of the entire Shas where it says, Kal right? Any person who learns Halachis every day is promised that he will be a son of Elam Haba. And actually, I have a WhatsApp group where I try to post Halacha every day, so I'll put that in the show notes if you want to join and you know, take this mission out to life. But anyways, we learn from here that through learning Tyro, we can actually anticipate and experience Ilam Haba in this world now. So what we're basically seeing from all of this is 
is that even in a state of darkness, we can experience light. So going back now to the names of the Shvatim being named in connection to Geula, even though it's talking all about their descent into Mitzrayim, because this is like the highlighted line, right? Because the true downgrade into Galus is really Geula. That's the whole purpose of being in a state of constriction and limitation. It's not just that we should reveal how this is leading me to Geula. No. Highlight. This too is Geula, right? And I'm, I really myself have to really like, what does this mean that this is Geula? But this is what the Rebbe says. And the fact that they came down 70 people to Mitzrayim, again, this number 70, we get the Kayach to refine the 70 nations that we are amongst because of the strength from these 70 souls that came down to Mitzrayim, just like Rabbi Lazar, who was 70, and he was able to pass down the Kayach to his nation to basically live Geula, even in dark times. And of course, the Rebbe connects everything that's going on in the week together. So Chaf Teves is always in connection to Parshas Shemais. And what was the Rambam? That's his yard site, Chaf Teves. He physically actually lived in Mitzrayim. And yet he brought such a great light by compiling the Mishnah Taira. This was literally like a Geula in Agalas. Despite being in a real Mitzrayim, he had a Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. And not only that, he also accomplished Lahavi the Maisa Mashiach, because in his Sefer, he actually writes about halachas that are concerning the times of Mashiach. And how many years did he live? It's so incredible how everything connects. He lived 70 years, which shows on the amount of years that is needed to accomplish a personal Yetzias Mitzrayim from all situations. So on the day of his Yertzeit, when all of his accomplishments shine in the world, this is a real guide and light for us that we too can take a gala situation that we're in and yet light it up, light it up, light it up. So the rabbi says, the lesson we learn specifically for our generation, right? Now, we spoke many times, the rabbi says, how we already had done all the tshuva we need. We polished all our buttons. They're so polished already. We just need Hashem to open up our eyes so we can see how actually Geula is here, the rabbi says. And if this applied thousands of years ago when they were going down into Mitzrayim, like they were named in honor of Geula because that was the process, certainly now, after so much work has been done in the past generations with so much tzaddikim, like Rabbi Lazar and the Rambam and our Rebbeim, we have the complete promise of the Torah that Mashiach is going to come and we will see the Geula. And it's coming right now that the Rebbe says there's not going to be a break between Kal Yimei and Yimei Mashiach, this last moment of Galas will become now the first moment of Gula. So practically speaking, the Rebbe always says something so practical. Take an Achlata in Rambam, whether it's Shlesh Prakim, Parak Echad, or Sefer HaMitzvahs. And the Rebbe says we have to start living Gula in ourselves, and not just keeping it to ourselves, but spreading to others this experience of living in a Gula mindset, in a Gula reality. And this hachlatz alone should bring about the Rambam's words to life. And the Rebbe says, we already have a melech mibesavid, and he's helping all the yidin to follow ways of Hashem. And that's someone who's becheskas Mashiach, right? I'm going to just say it quickly, right? Look into the Rambam for all the things that are needed for a cheskas Mashiach. And the Rebbe says, this cheskas Mashiach that we already have, he should just become Mashiach vadai by building the Mesa Mikdash, gathering all the Yidin from all the corners of the world, we talking as Ailam Kulai, Lavait Es Hashem, 
And then finally we will come to this time where the Rambam himself says, and the world will just be filled with the knowledge of Hashem. We're going to experience this ayin of Kedusha. We're just going to look around and see that just Hashem everywhere. So to sum it all up, every one of us is going through our own personal galas, our own personal hardships. There's no one that's saved from it because we are in, you know, galas. But the Rebbe is saying really, really powerfully that it looks like we're in a galas, but really this is Geula. It's not just leading me to a Geula. In the darkness itself is Geula. You know, learn to see yourself to really breathe it into your life. But by training ourselves to start connecting to our Rebbe, he will help us start living Geula. And Amir Tashem, through connecting to our Rebbe, we, every single one of us will have our own personal Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. We'll go past the limitations that the Klippa and the Nevesh Bahamas puts on us. And we will just be free to serve Hashem with joy. And we will be able to light up the world, every single one of us, in our own corner. And together the world will just be filled with light. Can't wait to dance with you all with Mashiach today. Thank you for tuning in to Aleph All Over. Through our efforts of living Gula, may we merit to welcome in Mashiach right now. <laughs>